This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode number 67. This is going to be maintenance week here on the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast because today we're going to be talking about some clover maintenance, how you can maintain your established clover plots, and even some of this stuff is going to help you get those clover plots established, especially if maybe you just started them last year or even if you're starting them this year. So these things will all be that, uh, this will all be stuff that can help with that. And then on the Full Draw Friday episode this week, I'll be talking about some switchgrass maintenance. So a couple big things when it comes to habitat management for whitetail specifically, clover and switchgrass, we really like both of those depending on your situation. So we're going to get into clover today. So if you've got clover plots or even if you're looking to put some in, this will be good stuff to help with those. So the first thing on the list is going to be that frost seeding. And we've talked about that on the podcast before. If you don't know what it is, if you haven't heard us talk about it, essentially you're putting seed on the ground here. You've got at least another couple of weeks to probably do it here in the Midwest. And as the soil freezes and thaws, it's going to work that seed into the soil. So as you know, if you mess with any clover, it's little bitty seed. It doesn't have to be a quarter inch into the soil. The biggest problem a lot of people have when they're trying to get clover planted is actually planting it too deep and it never comes up. So you can actually just broadcast that stuff right into your existing clover plot. You're going to want to target the thin spots with the heaviest amount of seed. Even if you don't really have any thin spots per se, you can go in and just use you don't have to use necessarily the recommended amount. So let's say if you have a quarter acre food plot and the recommended amount is two pounds per quarter acre, maybe you just use a pound of seed and you put it on that and so on and so forth, however big your plot is. So that can be a way to maintain it. It's going to help promote new growth within your clover. Some of that stuff's probably going to die this year, uh, may go dormant. That stuff will be there to take its place. So you'll have some new growth uh, come the spring when the soil warms up. It's going to help fill out your plot, and it's also going to prevent new weed growth, too. So where those places, even if it looks like you have a good stand of clover coming up for this next year, if you have those places where that clover is actually going to die out in the spring and those weeds could come up, at least now you've got that new established clover where it's going to help keep that down. Same way if you do have bare spots or thin spots, maybe last year was your first year for putting in a clover plot or you didn't do the proper maintenance last year and you had some of it die, this is going to fill out those spots so the weeds can't come up in those either. The next thing, as we get into really later March and into April when we start seeing stuff green up, is going to be spraying. And this is a big one because as long as you do frost seeding and then uh, the fertilizing, which we'll talk about later, most of the time, especially depending on your browse pressure, you're going to be able to get away with just spraying uh, your, your clover plots. You wouldn't even have to worry about mowing, which we'll talk about here in a second. You're going to want to spray them with the select herbicide when the clover is established. So you don't want to spray real young stuff. That's why if you do have some younger stuff in there, you're going to want to wait and give it a little bit of time for stuff to green up. And then you can go in there and spray it. What this is going to do is going to control the unwanted grasses and weeds. Clethodum will not kill your clover. It'll kill the grasses. That's what you'll spray for the grasses. You'll want to use some kind of crop oil with that uh, surfactant, or you can even use Dawn dish soap. That's what we've used in the past quite a bit. Works pretty well. Helps that stuff stick. So that's what we'd recommend for the grasses. If you're having grass issues, or even if you're not, just to kind of keep them down. If you do have a little bit spotty here and there, you can go in and spray it. Uh, another one, 2,4-D. Now you have to be careful with 
your clover blends like ours specifically the ridge hunter outdoors blend has some alfalfa in it so you got to be careful spraying 2,4-D on it whitetail institute does make a product that's 2,4-D based called slay and it actually will not kill your alfalfa so when we spray our own plots that we have our seed in that's what we use it's a little bit more expensive but it's worth it to keep that alfalfa because that's a really big addition to a clover plot in our opinion obviously that's why we put it in the seed blend so we really like to have that alfalfa in there. We don't want to waste all that seed that we put down and the money and then kill it because we're trying to keep the weeds out. Um, so we'll go ahead and spray that slay in there. If you don't have any alfalfa, if you just have straight clover and uh, even the chicory, you can spray the 2,4-D on it and that'll kill your weeds. So a good mixture, you can spray both of those at the same time, the cleth and the 2,4-D. Um, again, use some kind of surfactant, dish soap works just fine. And you can spray out your weeds and grasses and then you're not going to have to worry about chopping down your clover and say before a big drought or something if you if you've got rain coming in the future but it doesn't hit then you don't have to worry about that stuff going dormant on you for the summer um, or dying out and again if you have good browse pressure the deer are going to keep it down to a pretty manageable level anyway so if that isn't the case though or if you just don't want to do a bunch of spraying maybe you don't want to spend the money on the chemical, which it can get pretty expensive depending on the size of your plots and how much spraying you're doing, you can mow your clover. Now, you don't want to mow it too short, and you don't want to mow it too early or too often. And like I was just talking about the drought, you definitely don't want to mow it right before drought. What you're going to do when you mow that, like anything else, it's going to shock the clover. So it's going to stress it. If you mow that stuff, and stress it out, and then it goes through the stress of like a two-week drought, you may end up killing it. It'll go dormant until the next spring, and then you're not going to have anything for that fall. So be sure to check your weather. Make sure you got a good chance of rain within the next seven to ten days, I would recommend. Um, now, when you're going to want to mow that clover is when it reaches a height of about six to eight inches, and that's going to help and control your weeds, and it's going to improve coverage as well because as that clover starts to seed out and it gets the heads on it, then you're going to broadcast that seed out and it's going to help kind of do the same thing as a frost seeding would do except this is going to be in the spring and the summer so if you get that rain that comes after that that's going to help plant your seed into the soil as far as it needs to be and then it can germinate and come up so you're looking at six to eight inches of height before you want to mow that any lower than that you're really not doing benefiting yourself much any higher than that if you let it get higher than that the deer aren't really going to want to mess with it too much it kind of gets too woody for them and it does it's not as palatable as it would be uh, between that four, six, eight inch mark. So that's where you're going to want to be looking for that. And when you do mow it, we recommend mowing it down to the three to four inch mark. That gives it a good reset. And again, if you let that stuff go to seed, then you're going to help broadcast some of that seed out. And it's going to be helping improve your coverage and controlling your weeds. Now, the one thing mowing won't do is kill your grasses. So if you do have a grass issue and weeds, you still want to mow because you don't want to spray that much chemical on it. Maybe you don't want to spend the money on the sleigh and you've got alfalfa in it. So you're just going to go in and mow it. You can do that and kill the weeds, but then you're still going to have to go over it with some kind of select herbicide like the clethodim, or they make several others under different names, which the base of them is all going to be cleth. You can use those to kill your grasses. So Keep that in mind when it comes to mowing. It's not going to kill the grass. Just look at your yard. If it's if you got grass in your yard, you know when you mow it, it doesn't die. Um, but you can mow the weeds out of it. So keep again, keep that in mind when it comes to spraying and mowing. If you're only going to do mowing, 
you're going to have grass problems if you have grass there already. It's got to be a combination of mowing and spraying. You can only spray if you spray the right chemicals, but you can't only mow if you have grass and weed issues. And a lot of people will say that weeds are okay in the food plot because the deer will eat them. That's true to a point. They're going to eat some of those weeds during the summer. But when it comes to the fall and those weeds die, then you've got bare spots that you could have had clover in. It's just going to be wasted space. So that's extra forage you could have had for them in October and November and even December that you let grow into weeds and then die out and now they got nothing. So that's why we like to keep the grass and the weeds out of the food plots. Now, another big one that gets looked over a lot when it comes to maintaining your clover is fertilizing. You're going to want to make sure your pH stays where it needs to be and everything else as well. If you don't have that, your clover is eventually going to die. It's going to rob all the soil of its nutrients, and then you're just going to have a big dead plot or it's going to have grass and weeds in it. So you got to make sure to take soil tests in the spring or in the fall. Um, Either one really doesn't matter as long as you're doing it at least every other year, probably. Once you get that that plot established, you can probably get away with every two years, maybe even every three years, depending on what it's looking like. But I would recommend taking it, that initial soil test and see where you're at, getting the soil where it needs to be before you start. And even if it's, this is your second year and you didn't do this last year when you started it, take that soil test, get the proper fertilizer down, and then maybe you wait two years and do it again, or you just go, or three years. Um, we generally like every other year just to keep an eye on things you're not always going to have to add to it but at least that way you know where you're at and then of course whatever it says if you're depleting it quite a bit then you're going to add fertilizer as needed that's going to be one of the biggest things is if you're keeping the grass and the weeds out of it you're keeping your bare spots frost seeded or maybe you don't have that many bare spots you're just keeping it mowed and sprayed and everything's going well You can do that for three or four years, but if you don't take care of the soil, it's still going to die, and it's still going to end up just being weeds and grass because you didn't take care of the soil like it needed to be. So make sure you're doing those soil tests and adding the fertilizer as needed. Again, it can be a little bit cost prohibitive, but it's really important to keeping a good maintained clover plot, and it's not going to be as expensive as starting all the way over. So you've already got that much money into your plot. The two, three years of the seed that you've put onto it and the chemical and all the time you've put into it with planting it and frost seeding and mowing, why would you let it go for a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks of fertilizer, worth of fertilizer, so plus whatever the soil test is going to cost you. I think there's a lot of people that, a lot of companies out there that make uh, pH tests, just pH tests. I think Antler King has one that we've sold in the past. Again, Whitetail Institute has one that'll tell you everything you need to know. You can go on there. You send it in, uh, you mark what you're wanting to plant, you just mark that you have their uh, some clover and chicory blend, whatever their, I think maybe Whitetail Fusion is their clover and chicory blend, so you'd mark that. They'd tell you everything you need to do, um, down to the pound per acre of fertilizer, what type of fertilizers you need to add to be, that would be best suited for that clover and chicory. So they really make it easy, it's a little bit more expensive, but again, uh, it's pretty dummy proof if you do it that way, so... Make sure you're doing that. There's plenty of ways to do it. You can also go to your local ag store, uh, your ag supplier, and they'll generally do soil tests as well. You might just have to do a little bit more research on what your soil levels need to be for your clover blend, whatever it is. So keep that in mind if you're going that route. That's going to be the biggest things really when it comes to maintaining clover. We've worked on clover plots that have been maintained 
decently, and the, and we've had to do a little bit of work to them. We've worked on clover plots that have not been maintained at all, and it's taken twice the money it would have, three times the money it would have just to have maintained it in the first place to get it back to where it was. And it took probably a year and a half, and the specific one that I have in mind, a year and a half, two years to get it back to where it was. So you don't want to waste all your time and effort and money by not doing these things and keeping what you already have. Generally in life, it's a lot more expensive to go out and replace something than it is just to maintain what you already have. It's no different with food plots, especially the clover plots. So and why we talk about clover so much, it's really a good source of nutrition for the deer. It's going to be there pretty much year round. It's got a lot of protein in it. It's going to help them with digestion when it comes into the late winter, if it's still green out there for them. The chicory really helps add into that. Um, it's really drought proof as well, the chicory is. So if you do have a dry year, you're likely to still have a decent stand of chicory as long as you plant that in there. The alfalfa, again, deer really love it. It helps with digestibility or their digestive system. It's really di uh, high in digestibility. So all this stuff is going to benefit your deer health-wise, and it's really attractive to them. So you have a good hunt plot. We generally will do them anywhere, like I said, from a quarter acre up to an acre. Um, we've seen some acre and a half, two acre plots. Really, once you get up there into that size, I would recommend breaking it up and planting a couple different things. If you have that much room, especially depending on what else is on your farm or the piece of property that you're hunting, maybe break that up into some clover and brassicas. But all the way up to an acre, if you just want to do clover, you're going to be pretty safe with it. Now, some of the things that you might uh, have against the clover will be if you're not looking to have food there year round because you don't you only have so much bedding on your property, let's say, uh, and you don't want the does to come in there and take all of it up, and you don't want an overpopulation of does on your property because once they find that clover, they're going to hang around and stay, and once they're there, they're there for the long run. So until those does are dead, they're probably going to stay on your property or until you run them off, of course. So that would be one thing. We try not to put too much year-round food on properties, but where it's needed, clover is a really great option for that. We really like it even for, again, in-season food. Um, and it makes a good partner with a brassica blend if you want to do that. Like we've got out at Jeff's, we've got the brassicas on one side and the beans and the corn and then the clover plot in the middle. The deer hammered that clover all year long. Uh, it wasn't till probably because the clover was so green all year it probably wasn't until maybe the last couple of weeks of the season and then after the season when they really started hitting the brassicas because they were running out of food everywhere else and the corn as well i mean it was the same way and, and even the beans they just preferred that clover over the rest of it it seemed like as long as it was green so that's something to keep in mind as well they they really prefer it over a lot of other things if it's available it's kind of like acorns if they're out there available the deer are going to want to go to them first. Uh, it's what they know. It's natural to their habitat. You can go out and see a lot of clover out in a field or in a grass, uh, just a set-aside field. There's going to be a lot of clover in it where you're not going to see a lot of brassicas. So it's also something where if you want to end, eventually do brassicas or a fall plot of some sort because you don't want to have that year-round food, maybe you do plant clover alongside of it or in it because the deer already know what it is. Maybe it takes them a couple years to get used to the uh, fall plot that you're putting in, whatever kind of blend you're putting, but they're going to know that it's there because they've been hitting that clover uh, since you planted it. So it could be good for that as well. It also is a really good source of nitrogen for the soil. So if you're going to be planting corn in the future, um, 
you can plant clover in that plot and get it ready that way then just till it under you can do again the same thing with the brassica plot if you want to plant clover for the spring and the summer you can come back and disc it under plant your brassicas and then you can do the same thing again next year it's a decent cover crop for your fall plots as well so a lot of different options it's really versatile the deer really like it those are all the reasons that we like it we recommend it on a lot of properties that we go to a lot of consults that we do again just based on what's around and the property but it's just it's really easy to grow as long as you kind of do your research and know what you're doing um Again, the biggest problem a lot of guys are going to have is planting it too deep. But as long as you go out there, you don't need a lot of equipment to get it started. Even to do this main maintenance stuff, uh, just an old mower will work. <clears throat> Again, you only have to mow up to a height of three to four inches, so it doesn't have to be anything fancy. A sprayer, you can do a lot of this stuff with a backpack sprayer, or if you've got an ATV sprayer, or if you've got your mower, you get a pull-behind sprayer for that. Frost seeding, again, all you need is a broadcast seeder for that. And then fertilizing... Uh, you can use a broadcast seeder for that even. Uh, you can do it by hand. A lot of guys do that by hand. So you don't need a lot of equipment to keep this stuff going. You don't need a lot of equipment to even get it started in the first place. So that's another reason we really like clover. And this is going to be, these are just some ways that uh, will help you maybe if you're on the fence about what you want to plant and you're deciding you don't really have a lot of equipment, um, you don't really have a lot of time to put into it necessarily. Um, maybe this helps you decide that you want to do some clover and then you can keep these things in mind for when it comes. Cause it does take some time. This is not, uh, something that you can just go out and plant and leave it for the whole year or just go out and mow it and spray it one time a year and then be done with it. A lot of times you're going to have to mow more than once per year, especially if your weeds are coming back, you're probably going to have to mow it into June when it hits that six to eight inch mark, go ahead and mow it back down to three to four inches. Um, you might have to do that into June or July, just depending on the weather, to keep your weeds down and finally keep them out of there for good until they die for the year. Um, the summer weeds, the spring weeds, and stuff like that. So, again, it does take time, but not as much time as some other stuff. And it's it's pretty easy to do. And even this maintenance stuff, a lot of it, again, not you don't have to have a lot of equipment. You don't have to even have a lot of experience doing it. It's pretty, uh, pretty self-explanatory stuff. So hopefully that helps you guys with the clover plots out there. If you don't have them, if you're planning on doing one, hopefully that's some good information for you. We've had a lot of luck just using kind of that system, frost seed, spray, mow, do your fertilizing. Uh, you can keep a clover plot going for a long time like that. So that's all I've got for this week. Again, shorter episode since it was just me. Friday, actually we're leaving We're leaving this week. We'll be in Iowa Friday through Sunday. So if you guys are going to be up there at the Deer Classic, make sure you stop by and see us. We'd like to talk to you. Um, if you've got any questions for us, if you want to know anything, um, anybody that's joining the listener group from us up there, we thank you guys for tuning in. Um, but again, yeah, we're really looking forward to being up there. It's going to be a really good show. Great show last year. Um, I've been looking forward to it since we left at the end of last year's show. So we're all excited for that. Looking forward to seeing everybody up there. Uh, we'll have some, we'll be unveiling our new podcast logo up there, which will be cool. We'll have some merch with that stuff on it. We might do some giveaways of that as well. Um, show specials on some of our partner products as well. So again, we're going to be on the upper level between the seminars and the antler display. If you're going to be there, stop by, check it out, see what we got going on. We'd love to say hi, talk to you for a minute. Our partner 
for the podcast for this week is Rodney Hawkins. If you guys are looking for a piece of ground to manage your hunt, manage and hunt, if you want to do your own clover plots, maybe you just got permission property right now, maybe you're hunting public grant, uh, land, and you're looking to get into private land ownership, um, Rodney's going to be the guy to talk to. There's just so much benefit to owning your own property. You have so much power um, when it comes to managing a deer herd and a habitat for them and growing bigger deer and more deer and a healthier herd. So if you're looking to get into that, talk to Rodney. He grew up hunting and fishing in Southern Illinois, and now he's putting that love of the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Now, if you haven't heard of them, they're not really your average real estate company. Last year, they sold over $85 million worth of ground. They've got agents like Rodney all over Illinois, so they're really a local company with a national reach. If you want more information on them, any properties that might be available, if you just want to let Rodney know kind of what you're looking for to keep an eye out for you, you can contact him directly at 618-925-3153 and he'll get you taken care of. He's also recently started his own company called RG Outdoors. He currently carries hard and soft-sided blinds and blind chairs, all from Red X Blinds, in addition to an all-natural scent elimination product called Camo Dust, which you can get more info on at camodust.com. Now, as for the blinds, Nate actually hunted in one quite a bit this year over one of his uh, one of his better food plots, and he was more than happy with how that worked out for him. So, if you're interested in anything that RG Outdoors has. You can send them a message through their Facebook page, which is just RG Outdoors. Email them at rgoutdoors@yahoo.com, or again, you can just call Rodney at 618-925-3153. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. We hope to see you this weekend up at the show. Even if not, we'll catch you guys again next Monday.